This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here on the Taz and Jim Program, you know we like to look out for you guys. We we don't want our listeners to fall victim to scam artists. Mm -hmm. And there is another scam that is happening in the Taz and Jim listening area that we feel we need to warn you about. This one's a little more specific, a little more pinpointed, but if you are planning on buying an illegal monkey, you need to hear about this. <laughs> you said it all there. If you're planning on buying an illegal monkey, Taz, because I we feel so much empathy for people who get scammed a lot of times. It's something I would fall for, you know, maybe, I don't know. But this time, the more I read this story, the more red flags popped up, and I just cannot believe it got this far. So this family is from Scugog, Ontario, which is just northeast of Toronto, somewhere around there. Small town, whatever. They have a few members of their family they thought could uh, benefit from a, an emotional support animal. So they decide, we want to get an emotional support monkey. Mm-hmm. Just one of those little ones, like the one that... Mar- yeah, like Ross Geller had on Friends. Yeah. Just one of those. They have like a, a ch- uh, capuchine monkeys, I think is right. what they're called. I don't know how you pronounce it exactly. Marcel but the monkey. They start looking on Facebook, right? They find this place. It's called Universal Chimp Farms. They strike up a deal where Universal Chimp Farms says, okay, yeah, we'll send you a monkey. First, we need $1,500 for each animal. I guess they're going to send two. They thought they wanted to get two monkeys. Well, then the monkeys can play with each other and keep each other company. I have two dogs. I get it. Yeah. You know? So, uh... Down payment. Yeah, of course. Uh, Red flag number one. They asked to be paid in not, they wouldn't accept Visa or credit card or anything like that. You had to go to Walmart to get the prepaid Visa cards, $50 each, and then send them to them. Uh, one of the, I think, I think the grandmother, like the mother of the person who wanted it, their partner uh, said, I think this is a bit of a red flag. I think I've heard about this before. Yeah, yeah. If someone's asking you to pay for something in prepaid Visa cards, yeah. iTunes or Amazon gift cards, there's a pretty good chance you're getting scammed. So the family then said, shut up, old man. We're going to Walmart anyway. They go to we Walmart. We want our monkey. They go to Walmart. They start ringing through all these gift cards. Walmart stops them and says, this is a stereotypical scam here. We would advise you not to go through with this. Do not do this. It's our policy oh, really? to warn you to not do this. So the- if you buy a large number of gift cards, the retailer will actually say... Hey, you better be careful because we've seen this play out before. Yeah, Walmart will anyway. And I'm sure they've probably had legal troubles because people probably try to go after them if they can't go after the scammers themselves. So Walmart is smart enough to flag this type of behavior. The family ignores that. Uh, A couple other red flags. They they only sent pictures of the monkeys, not them actively playing with the monkeys. No Mm. modern newspaper next to the monkeys to show that these were up to date. Uh, Another red flag. They did look into getting a license for these monkeys. It is actually illegal to have an emotional support monkey or get these type of monkeys in Canada anyway. It's like uh, there's apparently they could bring in diseases. It's yeah, yeah. A- Haven't you seen the movie Outbreak with <laughs> Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> yeah. It's prohibited from this country due to public health concerns and zoonotic disease potential. Yes. So the family didn't do any research and they said they were going to apply for the uh, for the emotional support license the last After thing you want arrived. is to buy an illegal monkey, and then that thing is patient zero for COVID-22. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all assume is going to happen. It's going to happen, and it's going to be a that, monkey that causes it. Either that, or they get some shot to fight Alzheimer's, and they take over. They become smarter, and yeah. then it's a planet of the age. Caesar. 
So uh, all all in all, they claim that they lost eight thousand dollars. They could only provide receipts for about twenty seven hundred dollars. Uh, they went to CBC News to talk about it. So I mean, they they showed some receipts that allegedly they they lost eight thousand dollars. I do feel bad for the family because they had a string of bad luck: fire in the house, uh, lawnmower accident. One of their kids lost two fingers. One of the family members has uh, issues that could use an emotional support animal. He has a disability. So. The family had blinders on because they were looking for a bright spot in their life somewhere. However, you have to listen to the red flags and Mm -hmm. do your research because giving these people money gives them it like it funds their scam operation yeah you're not it's not just you who's getting scammed it's continuing this nonsense it's the next person who's looking for an illegal monkey (laughs) now they're gonna get scammed too Sure. Unless they're listening to the Taz and Jim show right now. Then You're they'll welcome. know better. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. The Glorious Sons are out on tour right now. They played uh, KW last weekend. They were in London, Ontario Wednesday night. Last night, they were in St. Catharines. And apparently, there was a bit of a difference between the show on Wednesday in London and the show last night in St. Catharines. That, according to a Taz and Jim listener named Mike, who joins us here. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going, boys? Good. So you went to both shows. You went to the London show on Wednesday, and you were there in St. Catharines last night. What what stood out to you in terms of uh, differences in the shows? Well, Wednesday night in London... It seems uh, they were a little tired almost. Uh, you know, they were just going through the motions. They were on stage for maybe an hour and a half. No encore, nothing like that. But last night in St. Catharines, oh, man, they blew Wednesday out of the water. They came out on stage. The lights were going nuts. They, uh, they had new renditions of some of their songs. They played some new music. The energy on stage was just turned up to 11. They brought out the Trues to play a couple songs with them. They brought out the Beaches to play a couple songs with them. They brought out the Dirty Nail and played some songs. They brought JJ Wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they brought JJ Wild on stage to play with them. And then they went off stage, and I thought, for sure, there's an encore tonight. This is not the same show we've seen on Wednesday. They come back on stage, and they bring Matt Mays out on stage with them. And they play a couple songs with him. Man, and they now- finish it off, they bring them all back out, and they all play together to do a finale. <laughs> It's like the last waltz, dude. What about to happen? <laughs> See, the thing about Wednesday, though, is Brett was on stage and he said, hey, guys, my, something's going on with my voice. And he like, addressed the crowd. I think I think half the crowd was having so much fun and drinking so much they didn't actually know that he said this. My friends included didn't even catch it. But he was like, at yeah, one point, he was, he was like, having some problems. Was yeah, a, vocal problems. Lead singer of uh, Glorious Sons, Brett, yeah, is yeah. what we're talking about. So he was like, London, if you help me sing, I will come back and we'll love you forever. So the crowd kind of had to step up and sing a lot of the the songs about halfway through the show so i feel bad for the band because you know it's like having an injured player the show must go on so i'm not surprised the show in st kitts was was so much better but what was all the special guests yeah. it's not that much further of a drive to london <laughs> they, they must have done whatever they inject into football players when it looks like they just broke their leg they pull them off the field they go back and shoot a bunch of needles oh, into yeah. their leg and they come back out brett must have been getting those shots <laughs> To rebound like that in 24 hours. Yeah, what a redemption. Well, I'm glad you got to see that show in, in St. Catharines. 
Everybody who uh, oh, yeah. who was there, uh, be thankful. Yeah, that, sounds like an old timer. <laughs> that you yeah, weren't at the show on they, Wednesday. Uh, rock the park. Hopefully, rock the park. They come out and uh, make it up to us. Yeah, because they got another show coming up in London in the summertime, and the trues are on that bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, big wreck. You have July Talk playing that night as well, so maybe they'll they'll invite some friends up on stage that night. They could have been saving it for the outdoor show in London. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You got to focus on the positive. Hopefully you had a good week, and this is just icing on the cake. But if you didn't have a good week, I bet it wasn't as bad as this, ladies. <laughs> a hiker in Washington State, woman in her 40s, was uh, out there enjoying the beautiful scenery in Washington, but she needed to stop to use the bathroom. And there's a spot on the hiking trails that she was on uh, where they have outhouse-style toilets. You know, just a big hole in the ground, basically, with the the cabin built over, over top of it, your traditional outhouse. Unfortunately, she dropped her phone in the toilet. That alone can ruin your day but then she tried to fish it out and ended up falling into the oh. toilet head first oh. oh boy once she was in there couldn't get back out luckily she found her phone okay gave her a wipe and was able to call 911 she was still trapped inside when the firefighters arrived they pulled her out, sprayed her down, gave her a clean jumpsuit to wear, strongly encouraged her to go to the hospital because she'd been exposed to a lot of human waste. Sorry, they sprayed her down with the hose on the truck? <laughs> I mean, they don't have a small hose. Just goes you can turn that fire hose on just a little <laughs> yeah, bit, can't you? Kink the hose a little. Dude, if I fell into an outhouse, I would be telling the fire fr- firefighters to open her right up. Yeah, yeah, hands on the wall, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you, you give me as much PSI as you can muster there, fellas. <laughs> Get it off me. They wanted her to go to the hospital, but she refused. They were worried about her being in other people's poop. And Yeah, yeah. Uh, they said she's very lucky that uh, being stuck down there, she could have passed out because of all the uh, the fumes. Sure, sure. I'm disappointed in my cell service. I can't make a phone call from my basement. <laughs> this lady's making a call from a hole in the forest? Inside an outhouse? Full of poop? What? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Some guy on a JetBlue flight swallowed a couple punches from Mike Tyson. This week, a flight was preparing to take off from San Francisco to Miami. Apparently, Tyson was on the plane because he was flying to a marijuana conference <laughs> in Miami. Sounds like a fun way to spend the weekend, yeah, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Tyson's uh, he's right into the, the, the weed business. He's got the gummies that look like Evander Holifield's ear with a bite out of it right <laughs> now. And he's, uh, he's hawking. So Tyson's on the plane, minding his own business. Uh, he took a couple selfies with some fans. But then one of these fans would not leave Tyson alone. He, he seemed intoxicated, was hanging over the seat behind Mike Tyson, just needling at him over and over again until Tyson finally snapped and ended up punching the guy. Yeah, the whole thing was caught on video, and we've got some audio from that here. But I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Look 
pretty vicious. <laughs> they were having fun at one point. You've got the actual audio here, Jim. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Mike, Mike, come on. Let's go stop back. Jet Blue, net flight. My boy just got beat up by Mike Tyson. <laughs> Turn that way. Yeah, he got f- up. Trying to ask for an autograph, man. I don't know what happened. Trying to ask yeah. for an autograph. Nice uh, try, buddy. A little more than that. Guy was being a total D bag. And the consensus seems to be he got what he deserved. Our Facebook page, we posted the TMZ story. They broke this yesterday. Um, we got Emma saying, Who the hell would be dumb enough to bother Mike Tyson? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. We're wondering now because the guy who got punched did not cooperate with the police investigation, apparently. Um, But is there the possibility if Tyson doesn't get charged, could he get sued by this idiot and win? So we wanted to ask a lawyer friend of ours. We got Ian Stedden from Cohen Hiley on the line. Hey, Ian. Good morning. I guess the question would be, who would you rather be representing in this court case? (laughs) Mike Tyson or the guy who got punched? You know, I uh, I uh, I hadn't seen the video until just a few minutes ago because uh, you mentioned it to me off the air. I don't I don't want to represent that guy. I just I don't know. There's something about him. He just kind of d- doesn't look. Would you describe him as punchable? <laughs> I, you know, I don't I don't want to say anybody's punchable, but uh, he certainly didn't look like. An autograph seeker. Yeah. Or he, a victim. He, he didn't look like a victim. He almost looked like he was happy he got punched. And he was putting on, after, his buddy's filming him when he's talking, oh, my buddy got beat up by Mike Tyson. He's got this uh, pout look a on his face. pouty face. But it almost looks like he's trying to hide a smile at the same time. Like he's glad he's bleeding from the forehead a bit. But for a, a sports fan, is there a greater story or trophy than to get punched by one of the greatest boxers of all time and live to tell about it. <laughs> I prefer not to. I'd rather somebody else get I'd punched. I'd like him to on. bite a little I'm, bit of my ear off. <laughs> and then anytime anybody asks about it, well... Let, let me, me tell you. <laughs> or there's Michael Spinks. I'm old enough to remember Michael Spinks. There was a lot of hype about that, and it lasted, I don't know, 30 seconds or something. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised this guy took it as well as he did, actually. I was a little disappointed. You wanted him to get completely knocked out, like lying on the floor 100%. of the plane? 100%. Yeah, I was like, Mike's lost a step. But his, his eyebrow was bleeding, and I'm sure he got a few punches well, and in And the chair was in the way. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't get the full swing going on the so, plane. But in Mike Tyson's defense, can you defend yourself physically against somebody who hasn't actually laid a hand on you. Is it okay to punch somebody who is just annoying the hell out of you ever? Yeah, the the short answer is no. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be because it would be considered excessive. Uh, But uh, there is provocation. So there's the criminal angle and the civil angle. So back to your civil angle, the reason you may not want to press charges is uh, because if... Mike Tyson's charge criminally, it could affect the compensation he could receive civilly if he was successful in the first place. Um, hmm. Do you think this guy's going to try and cash in? Well, I don't know. I, I probably. I think there's a lawyer, particularly in the U.S., out there that'll take almost any case if there's a celebrity involved. So I suspect so, that 
someone will take the case. I would be very nervous if I was about to sue Mike Tyson because like, I feel like I would announce the lawsuit and the next day I'd leave my house and there'd be 400 pigeons waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> like the birds like staring at you. I'm, oh no! They're he watching me. They're watching me everywhere I go. Can't sue a bird. Talking about Mike Tyson punching some guy on uh, JetBlue flight. After giving him some time, he, he, this guy was a fan. Initially, Tyson was cordial, took some selfies with these guys on the plane, and uh, then the dude just wouldn't leave him alone. And he snapped. Mm-hmm. Gave him a flurry to the solar plexus. <laughs> Mike Tyson has not been charged uh, by the police. We haven't heard anything about a civil lawsuit yet. But we just received this text message. Taz, you're such a hypocrite. Mike Tyson punches a guy on a plane, and you say he was asking for it. Will Smith defends his wife at the Oscars, and he's crazy. Make up your mind. Two different uh, scenarios, I'd say. I think context matters. One guy, Chris Rock, is being paid to be, I don't know, paid. He's there to make fun of people in the audience. To make jokes. That's what he's there for. He, He makes a mild joke about somebody's haircut. And then he gets slapped in the face in his workplace. Mm-hmm. This dude was hammered, hanging over Mike Tyson. Not one, you know, it's Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason you're doing it. Yeah, the dude looked like he wanted to get punched by Tyson. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else he could have done to provoke Tyson without laying his hands on him. Yes, it would have been better if Tyson did. I'm not going to say Tyson should have done that, but you can't be surprised when it happens. I don't know. It's weird because like four weeks ago, you're supposed to wear a mask on a plane too. And, you know, I know those rules just got dropped, but now he's in Tyson's face, breathing on him, spitting on him. Where's the staff? Where's the staff? If you took your mask off four weeks ago, they would boot you off the flight. (laughs) Now you can just get into anybody's face you want. There's a celebrity in first class and the the staff is just letting you drool all over him like a drunk idiot. Yeah. Violence is never the answer, but sometimes it's the one that's going to happen. You know, it's the result that's inevitable. I wonder who would win in a fight between Will Smith and Mike Tyson. classic. I don't know if I've ever heard that song. No, before. I think I can beat Mike Tyson by the well, Fresh Prince. I'm kind of glad I never heard it before. <laughs> Old school rap, baby. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. I love this uh, headline. A study found swinging your arms while running is unnecessary. <laughs> what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's a great visual, though. People running with their arms at the side at their sides instead yeah. of moving their arms. I picture a gorilla. <laughs> I picture a toddler 
like throwing a tantrum and then pouting and running off to his bedroom. <laughs> I want to be my mom. I want to go to the store. I want to buy that Nintendo game. <laughs> Researchers timed athletes while they did 30-meter sprints, and they had them run like normal, and then they had them do it again with their arms crossed in front of them. And it barely made a difference. Barely made a difference or because it matters even a fraction of a second? They ran .08 seconds slower with their arms crossed in front of them. There we go. Less than 2% slower. It's, re- all, it's about balance, not about speed. If you hit a rock or something like that, you need your arms in motion to, well, you to counterbalance. you don't want them behind your back if you trip. <laughs> yeah, you need something to soften the blow. Or if Will Smith comes up to slap you. Sure, yeah. You don't want those arms behind your back. <laughs> and we got a uh, text message from one of our listeners. It says, next time I'm at slow pitch, I'm running the bases with my arms crossed. <laughs> Your team will cut you right after for sure. What is wrong with <laughs> Dave? What's Just wearing, going on? We're in one of those psych ward uh, jag. What do they call it? Straight jacket? Straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I got a deal on our jerseys this year. Those are straight jackets, Dave. What the hell? <laughs> you wonder who pays for these studies. Like, what? what is the, like, in the grand scheme of things. company, maybe? What is the point of this study? If you move your arms, do you run faster? And if you don't move your arms. I Yeah, what would be the point? Who is benefiting from this? Or maybe to revolutionize the way they train athletes, perhaps. If this is a school yeah. that looks at a lot of athletics, but like I just don't. It just seems so silly. It seems like a bet. Southern you know I mean? Methodist University. Yeah, a couple guys were having a drink in a bar. Yeah. I bet I can run as fast as you with my arms crossed. <laughs> my arms are on my back. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get a government grant and we'll, f- yeah. we'll spend seven months researching it. I, there are a lot of government subsidies that go to these things. If any government dollars went in it, I'd be embarrassed. I want to see you it's time for sports. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here, and we're going to talk Detroit in this segment, starting with the Tigers, Dev. Tigers fans were really excited to see Miguel Cabrera get his 3,000th hit yesterday against the Yankees, and he had a perfect opportunity to do it. There was a moment uh, later on in the game where the Tigers had loaded the bases. Now, the Yankees were able to work a, a double play, so he came up to plate with a runner on second and a runner on third and everyone in the at Comerica Park said okay this is it this, this is, is it. where He's Miguel at Cabrera 2999 yeah. how can this not be his 3000th this is going to be perfect. He's going to come up. He's going to drive in a run. Maybe he'll hit a home run. We'll get to watch. And as he was walking up to the plate, Aaron Boone, who is a former teammate of Miguel Cabrera, uh, held up four fingers, which is the sign of an intentional walk. And the fans started to boo. It was the loudest booing many <laughs> people has said that's ever happened at Comerica Park. And he did not get another opportunity to uh, get his 3,000th hit. Now, I understand why... Tigers fans were upset. They wanted him to get that hit. The Yankees owe absolutely nothing to the Tigers. They don't. It's a, they don't owe Miguel Cabrera a three thousandth hit. They're there to try and win the game. Now they lost, but they're trying to win the game. I don't blame the Yankees for doing it at all. And neither did Miguel Cabrera. He was he was okay with it. Switching over to the Detroit Red Wings, <laughs> Zamboni driver. Uh, this is a weird story. They, the team has fired their longtime Zamboni driver because he was urinating down a 
public drain? This is like a Seinfeld episode come to life. It's my dream. Uh, <laughs> it's <so> all pipes. <laughs> uh, Al Sabotka is a guy who is 68 years old. He has worked for the Red Wings for 51 years. He, he was, was fired by the team after he had to uh, go to the washroom, could not get to the bathroom in time, and decided to urinate in a drain that carries ice runoff from the Zamboni machines at Little Caesars Arena. He thought no one was around. He thought wrong. He got caught and he got fired, and now he's suing the team. <laughs> So he says the reason he did this is he has a prostate problem. Now, here's the thing. Let's be honest. This is not the first time he's 100%. done this. I mean, I mean, he's done this before. And there are, uh, uh, you know, some, some stories in Detroit media that there might be some other issues that have not come to light as publicly as him peeing down a drain that might have made this a bit of an easier decision in terms of possibly arriving to work, maybe intoxicated. So I think there's other factors mm. here. Red Wings fans might need to consider uh, about why the team would do this because you do not fire someone who has worked for you for 51 years. This is the guy that took all the octopuses off the ice after they were thrown on the ice. So he was a popular guy with the fans. You do not do this for no reason. So there's, I think there's a lot of pee pipe situations kind of going on here. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be more to the story for sure. I'm just disappointed because, Jim, remember I told you I'm taking my son to see the Red Wings play the Penguins tomorrow in Detroit. Oh, yeah. And the whole reason we were going was to see the Zamboni driver. That's why we bought oh, the tickets. Oh, your son's got the Sabotka jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get a chance to pee down a pipe ourselves. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Guy Lafleur, legendary Montreal Canadian. Hockey Hall of Famer has passed away at age 70 after a battle with lung cancer. Kind of a weird text message we just got here. Taz and Jim, I heard Guy Lafleur smoked three to four packs of cigarettes a day. Jim responded to that one. Damn, I read that Guy Lafleur would smoke between periods. That's wild. And this listener responds, yeah, those were the days when men were men. <laughs> Not the best example of the best of male behavior. He just died of lung cancer. Is that what it takes to be a man? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess not listen to anybody tell you what to do and how, how to treat your body. I don't know. Semi-stoic, I guess. Smoking. Remember smoking when it was everywhere? Did you remember the guys who, he'd see a guy like sitting around in a bar and he would light his next cigarette with the cigarette he was already smoking. Remember oh, that boy. move? Just get a long cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I have smoked two smokes back to back for sure. I don't really smoke anymore. Have you ever have you ever never lit done a that. cigarette with the cigarette you're currently smoking? No, no. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that. Oh yeah. But it sounds like a real desperate move. Have Man, you I've ever, seen guys have on you lit a cigarette off of a uh, element on a stove? Yeah, yeah, I have. Not great. But I've what all, about a piece of spaghetti in the toaster? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so you I, light this the this dry I, spaghetti. Back in the nineties when I was Man. in college, I had a buddy over, he was a smoker. He said, Do you have any matches or a lighter? I said no. And then his next thought was, Do you have any spaghetti? And I was like, 
Yeah, I think so. Why? You wanted me to make you some spaghetti? He goes, no, give me a dry piece of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to put the piece of spaghetti in the toaster. You know, you can see the things kind of glowing in the... Of course, yeah, the little wires. The little wires glowing in the toaster. He put the spaghetti against that until it it lit like a match. Mm-hmm. And then he held it up to his cigarette and he, uh, he lit his mm-hmm. cigarette with a spaghetti. Not a trick I would tell my insurance guy about. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> How did the house burn down? <laughs> I have seen a guy, the craziest I would say is a guy who lit it off a blow a blowtorch, like a guy cutting steel. Yeah. Pops his mask up and then like pops his mask back down and is smoking underneath the mask. Back when men were men. <laughs> That's a pretty wild move. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to light it with the blowtorch, but then to keep it under your welding mask. Oh, yeah. You're hotboxing your <laughs> face at that point. Uh, if you can avoid starting to smoke, it, it might be the best the, the best idea oh, for yeah, you, kids. for sure. Because those things are addictive. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.